0: Hey friends! Thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. Hey friends, Jason Moore here with the Inner Revolution podcast. I wanted to do a, uh, a few episodes on thinking like a church planter, and I was really moved. Uh, to talk more specifically and make these little five-minute clips or thereabouts to help us grow in the thought of church planting and how to not only be a visionary but be a builder and a duplicator where churches build other churches so um, we have been seeing this in our ministry here at greater grace and we have been part of several church plants in the country of the ukraine also uh in Wilmington, Delaware, and Frederick, Maryland, and now we are uh, working with grassroots in Atlanta, Georgia. So I wanted just to kind of consider some thoughts with you on some things that uh, we have found to be good tools and we can sharpen our tools together and learn more about this important uh, supernatural work called the church. And I love what Jesus said to Peter, I will build my church. And I think that's a very important place to start is that the work of God, uh, the church is not an organization, but it's an organism. Now, is there organizational skills? Absolutely. There are some building blocks and things that will uh, certainly um, make it more efficient and strategy. Uh, that will help duplicate and replicate and certainly multiply the work of God as the Spirit is moving. So I want to just talk briefly today about some points about thinking like a church planter. And I think if your church is established a long time or if you're just starting out, you never want to lose sight of what it means to be a church planter, to um, really be prayerful, dependent on the Spirit, and aware and keen Uh, to the people around you, because everything is speaking to the new visitor or to the person that you're investing in. So our source is a supernatural source. So again, we're thinking about the church being something supernatural. So again, as we look through the book of Acts, we see that god added to the church as he willed so marketing and methodology uh, these are helpful but they're not the entire aspect of church growth church growth happens when uh, we see a few things we see first of all uh, areas that there is response where people are responding to the message our message is the most important thing we could be communicating Um, yes we have other social entities that reach out to meet the natural need but ultimately it's pointing to the spiritual need so our open areas uh, really should be concentrated on where the response is and that response will reflect hunger so I really believe in the United States we see uh just a renewed uh a renewed awareness of our hunger in Amos 8.11, we see that there's a famine of the word, not just a bread, but people realize that they want a message. They want to discover meaning. So when we communicate our message, our message is our method. When we communicate a clear gospel of Jesus plus nothing, grace foundation, then we're really seeing uh, the true hunger and the true response. We see commitment. We see that as we are committed and demonstrating the gospel, people will become committed. They will uh, want to come and hear a, a message that's alive and relevant, but also biblical and something that will hit them where they live. So a uh, commitment is very important. And then the consistency happens where we consistently minister. We're seeing this in, in the city of Atlanta where uh, we're going and just faithfully communicating and living our message, but also Uh, staying in touch and uh, praying with people, uh, being part of their lives, having meaningful connections that help build consistency where trust is born. And then we see also community. So when we see, again, we go by faith, there's prayer as the number one thing, we're initiating the word of God, we're hearing people's story, uh, loving them with God's story, learning their story, And then there's consistent love, consistent care and a consistent message of grace and Jesus Christ being the source of our communication and our source of our spirit. Then there's commitment. People will start to say no to the good thing and say yes to the right thing or to the godly thing. And they will uh, join you and join uh, maybe in your meetings, your prayer meetings, your fellowships, your small groups and they will uh, draw near because they're getting a message that's ministering to them spiritually, but also personally. Their family is being ministered to. uh, And again, that commitment turns into consistency. We start to see people more and more and we start to see uh, them grow in the faith and become active Christians, thinking Christians. And then, you know, obviously community is born community where now it's other Christians uh, growing individually, and then discovering other Christians and sharing their faith, loving one another, and uh, ministering the life of Christ one to another, serving one another, and acting and demonstrating the ministry of the Spirit. So, really, when we're talking about church planting, thinking like a church planting planter, we're saturated with our message. It's something that if we were to cut ourselves figuratively, we would bleed the gospel. We would lead the message. So I really feel like this is very important. I heard recently statistically that most churches just focus on the message of the gospels, and that's beautiful. I heard even that even 1% of of churches only preach on um, Romans. So that's a staggering small amount. So in our message, we're teaching the whole Bible. We're teaching it uh, maybe thematically, maybe expositionally. Uh, We are ministering the whole gospel. We are teaching people in the character and nature of Jesus Christ. So um, just to think in this first episode that we are saturated in our message, we are clear with our message, we are um, absolutely biblical in our message. And what happens is the response is that people will respond to Jesus Christ. They'll respond to the Bible and growing people in their faith, growing people in uh, discipleship in the faith. Um, They will hunger for more and I really believe that in America in particular that uh, churchianity or the social gospel or the seeker-friendly gospel leaves people more empty. It leaves people more wanton. So again a biblical message we certainly can be creative. Uh, We certainly can have a um, you know variety but there's a core message that points people back to their Bibles. And this builds confidence. This absolutely builds confidence. So when you're thinking as a church planter and looking at the demographics and the needs of the area that you're praying about, and I don't want to underestimate that, the prayer is critical to the work that God will do, prepare Prayer prepares you, it prepares the area, and it prepares the Holy Spirit to move you in the way that he would have you uh, to demonstrate his faithfulness. So, again, uh, our churches are not just uh, groups of people. They're not just uh, clubs. But what are they? They are body. There's body life. There is an energy of the spirit. There is an exchange life. There's a there's a tremendous um, spiritual connection. Uh, language and communication. And we're sharing our lives with each other. And we're seeking God together in corporate prayer, individual prayer and acting out the gospel. So again, we're reaching maybe one person at a time. And that's what makes our ministry personal. It makes it practical. It makes it something that um, is inclusive, not exclusive. So again, thinking like a church planter, we want the uh, the meaningful, the, the meaningful Uh, connections the meaningful relationships where we are hearing their story learning their story uh, loving them with god's story and then loving them beyond themselves so this is just a quick uh five minute clip on thinking like a church planter how does this happen well we take on god's burden and on our knees we discover the beauty of the gospel We discover the mystery of the gospel. We discover and worship God about the gospel. And then we open our mouth and we speak the gospel. We go into the highways and byways and gather and invest and invite. And we're reaching out with a message that's full of life, love, grace, truth, most importantly. And it's something that is geared towards the capacity of the listener. And then not only is it geared only to that, but we are helping them grow beyond themselves. So as a church planter, uh, we see that the church is an organism. It's alive. It's something that uh, reflects who God is. So in this day and age, especially in our neighborhoods and communities, uh, the church is a key element. So when we could we could say that as a lighthouse is so needed on the shores on a stormy night, Would the lighthouse turn off their light in a storm? Of course not. Of course not. That would render it irrelevant, actually. It wouldn't be able to see. So this is the same principle of the church. The church is a place where the light is on and clearly showing where the danger is, but more importantly, where there is community, where there is life, where there is care, where there is joy, where there is love. So as church planners, uh, we are initiating the life of Christ in these barren areas, in these places that have maybe um, been unchurched, dechurched, or hurt by the church in some way. Uh, we are reflecting the life of Jesus Christ as we are acting in faith. And um, again, such a key point, thinking like a church planter. Uh, and reaching out and casting our bread, casting the gospel, casting love and care and prayer into our communities and pointing them to a great big Christ. So uh, this is the first episode of uh, this particular thought on thinking of the church planter, and we will uh, communicate more on the next episode. God bless you. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.